0: what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of the sports kingdom show i am your host eric the duke of sports scholar i am joined by my co-host shelton's very own tyler pacholke before we start the show we appreciate you all so much for listening to us on whatever platform that may be be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you decide to listen to the sports kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show also be sure to give us a five star rating and review the show that really helps out as well Don't forget to follow at tsk show on all social media platforms and follow us as well at the duke of sports and at tyler picholke on this episode of the sports kingdom show we'll talk about where things stand in the nba finals heading into game four in milwaukee on wednesday night tyler will also give us a breakdown of what happened at ufc 264 and the all-star break is here for major league baseball so we'll talk about all this and more on episode 203 of the tsk show coming up right now to sports kingdom welcome what is up everybody welcome to episode 203 of the sports kingdom show i am your host eric the duke of sports Sklar, joining me as always shelton's very own tyler picholke what's up tp how are you
1: man good man it was uh coming off a pretty prolific weekend for sports fans a little bit of everything going on
0: yeah we had uh, a lot of soccer uh finals we had the ufc fights we had the nba finals there's a, there a lot going on this weekend so uh we got was a lot
1: there, was there a major tennis tourna- tournament tournament wimbledon
0: on? yes yeah the tournament yeah i mean yeah one <laughs> of the biggest one. well think about this wimbledon and the euro cup were both in london at the same time in the wow. same weekend yeah
1: and, and england was in the game
0: well and england was in the final of like, the euro cup but yeah. they, they lost no but what, in penalty kicks and it what
1: was a, what, a, what a lineup though for for england right there yeah
0: no it it could have been madness in the streets but it it was pretty quiet
1: the only thing that would have been better is if ted lasso was there <laughs>
0: <laughs> he could have made an appearance but but uh, unfortunately he did not but like i said um we're in the midst of the NBA finals. We had some UFC fights over the weekend. We're we're going to talk about it all. MLB All-Star Week uh all, the All-Star break is here. It doesn't happen on the weekend. It's not like
1: uh, It's a weird break.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they is do it? it on a Monday. Like the Home Run Derby is on Monday and then the games on Tuesday. Well,
1: honestly, I think, you know, it's it's kind of smart in one way. Like nobody else is watching anything else.
0: Well, here's the thing. It's basically like the series for most teams end Sunday you got the home run derby monday game tuesday off wednesday thursday and then you have a weekend series to start the second half of the season is it
1: always like that
0: that's at least
1: as long as i can remember okay so it's never like an all-star weekend it's an all-star week
0: yeah so i don't know but we're gonna talk about it all uh and before we start with the nba finals i gotta let you know that this episode of the sports kingdom show is sponsored by jay diamond estate's For all of your real estate needs here in the los angeles area contact jacob diamond at 818-451-8539 or you can check out his website jdiamondestates.com dre number zero two zero six eight three one one come on you're getting paid ask something final seconds for
1: the win did i miss anything while i was gone?
0: with this you should be butt ass naked we last recorded what eight days ago tyler we, we recorded on monday last week
1: we've had some weird splits lately
0: yes we're we're I, I know i know i said it last week we've been trying to squeeze in episodes when there haven't been yeah. games for the nba playoffs because uh, obviously we want to focus on watching the games so we can talk about them here on the show when when there isn't a game
1: yep no we're we're blessed to be uh diverse with the schedule yes whatever we want
0: yes it it makes things easy when uh you can make your own schedule like that yeah it
1: does but uh
0: our last episode was just a preview of the nba finals and we are three games in to the nba finals and currently the phoenix suns lead the milwaukee bucks in the series two games to one after winning the first two games of the series at home in Phoenix, 118 to 105 and 118 to 108, respectively, Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton were fantastic for the Suns in game one, with CP3 scoring 32 points and dishing out nine assists. DeAndre Ayton had 22 points and 19 rebounds in his NBA Finals debut. That was also obviously Chris Paul's Finals debut as well. Devin Booker followed up a 27 point game one performance with a 31 point game two on 12 of 25 shooting only to be mia in in game three when he shot three of 14 in the bucks 120 to 100 a game three win there were questions obviously we talked about it uh on episode 202 about Giannis's health coming into the finals after missing the last two games of the eastern conference finals but he has not missed a game so far uh and with each game i think in my opinion he has looked more and more comfortable out there on the floor and he doesn't really look hampered by that hyperextended knee and after the game three win for the bucks he became the only player besides shaquille o'neal in nba finals history to have back-to-back 40 point double doubles he didn't really get much help uh in the first two games from chris middleton or drew holiday but in game three he just he got just enough from the two of them to keep the suns at bay even though the suns did cut the bucks lead to four in the second half at one point in game three so tyler what uh has really stood out to you so far in the first three games of of the nba finals
1: well number one Giannis. you know he looks good (laughs) he looks incredible as far as like health wise you know he's gotten better each game. Um and this is I just think this is a series that's destined to go 2-2 after the first four home team winning each um each game and it could go that way all the way to 7. You know, these teams are really well matched. They're both really good teams. Um and the home court is is such a huge factor. I mean, these is essentially two small market teams. Both of these crowds have just been ready to rock.
0: Oh, and the entire playoffs.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, for, for I mean, you know, the Suns haven't been to the playoffs in years, so those fans were, you know, dying for some relevance, some meaningful games and then uh Milwaukee has, you know, always had a great fan base and they've um, played
0: meaningful basketball lately and this is the farthest that they've gotten so it's like, yeah. all right, let's relish the moment and really yeah. like get into this for our team.
1: Yep. Yep, very loyal fans, crazy fans, loud fans. Um, they pack the arena and they bring the enthusiasm and this is just going to be a finals um I think we talked a little bit about it in the preview it's just role players are going to you know they're playing well at home um all those sons all those Sun players the Cameron Johnsons the Mikkel <laughs> the Mikkel Bridges the Cameron Paines um Jay Crowder you know Jay Crowder they all played well in Phoenix you know so can they play well enough uh to get a to get a game in Milwaukee and then you know the booker thing was odd it seemed like they just you know ended up deciding to rest him um you know not even playing well 30 yeah i mean minutes.
0: it i mean in the second half it kind of got out of hand so it, it's
1: yeah but i mean 29 minutes it's it's pretty wild to think that you know the game was out of reach for the last you know 12 minutes
0: yeah i mean yeah
1: so uh that that was a little odd i mean that kind of thro- throws it off but i i expect cp3 book you know to to come back strong um i to continue to play well i biggest uh obstacle i think is foul trouble well there was guarding guarding Giannis. i think it's 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 tough i mean this is what we what, what we saw with Shaq. you know it's he's a tough guy to ref
0: yeah and i mean listen there there was obviously a lot of talk surrounding the referees for game three with scott foster being assigned to the game and chris paul now losing 12 straight games that he's played in that Foster has officiated. And Monty Williams also had some post-game comments about the foul disparity of how many times the Suns were at the free throw line versus how many times Giannis went there. But in reality, you mentioned the role players for Phoenix. One of their biggest role players and one of their biggest role players on defense, at least for this series, because it gives them a lot of size, is Dario Saric. He tore his ACL in Game One of the finals, so it's been interesting to see how both the Bucks and Suns have adapted yeah, to strategizing when DeAndre Ayton has been off the floor.
1: And, and let's be real; I mean, the Bucks go at the rim. The the Phoenix Suns shoot threes. Well, and just in- off of the natural style of play, Bucks are always going to shoot more free throws. They're always going to get more fouls.
0: Well, and you got guys like Frank Kaminsky and Torrey Craig playing backup center minutes, and they're having to guard Giannis, and it's like yeah. they're no match for Giannis.
1: Yeah, dude. So I played fantasy basketball the first two games. First game, my flyer pick was Sarek, went down. No, oh, Se- no. Second second game, my flyer, Torrey Craig oh. went down. And I was like, you know what? You just got bit by the bug in I'm the first not- two games. That's <laughs> not good. I probably shouldn't be playing this game anymore. I hate seeing these <laughs> guys go down. Um, but Sarik was a huge loss for them because he's a versatile, skilled guy. You know, he's right. a, a good—you know—he's a good piece. Um, he's kind
0: of streaky on offense, but at least he gives you some length and size to combat against guys like Giannis and Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis for the Milwaukee Bucks.
1: Like I said, I don't really ever uh, like expect a series to go seven games because I just think it's it's hard to do. But this game of this series, I just don't see Milwaukee going into that building and losing in game four and man phoenix is going to be ready to rock on game five you know and, and and then vice versa with game six i mean it just looks like this series is destined for a game seven in phoenix with home teams winning every game
0: well and you said it already i mean this series i think has gone i think the way both of us thought it was gonna go i predicted suns in seven you ended up going bucks in seven so i mean i had a feeling the suns were going to win both games in phoenix i think the bucks protect home court in game four and then it's best two out of three for the championship it's
1: gonna be good it's gonna be good this is a really uh really good basketball um you know to be between the honest and cp3 and book um there's a lot of great stuff going on
0: now if in my opinion, the Suns can't figure out what to do defensively with DeAndre Ayton not on the floor. They're gonna be in big trouble.
1: They they ran a lot of zone. um You know they they tried to do different things, uh, but I mean Giannis is a tough cover no matter what. That's really the that's really the issue. You know you can stick Chris Paul can guard PJ Tucker. He just sits in the corner. You know Brook yeah. Lopez. You can. You know, Jay Crowder's and Cam Johnson's and Tory Craig's can guard Brooke Lopez. Well, I mean You know what I mean? He does but he's just he's not a he's not a active guy down low. You you know, if if Iden's not on the court, it's just like who, who who's guarding Giannis? You know,
0: it, it Tory Craig is listed as day to day after an MRI on his right knee. So <laughs> it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with him. So That's that's another wrinkle that the Suns are going to have to deal with.
1: Expect these these rotations to keep getting tighter and tighter. I mean, they're they're really like seven eight guys right now. You know, that's that's how they're going to play it.
0: And now I want to talk about Devin Booker before we we move on to 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 Milwaukee. Excuse me, because I want to talk more about Milwaukee because I've I've been kind of interested in in your thoughts on Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. But before we get there devin booker i think will have a, a bounce back game for phoenix in game four i just i'm interested to hear your thoughts on if you think that's a lack of experience in the nba finals thing and not really know how to adapt to to now being on the road in the nba finals and in that type of environment or if you think that was just an off game for devin booker type thing
1: yeah i think that was a uh, um you know, uh... He's had a busy couple of days a lot of minutes a lot of meaningful minutes you know i think he was gassed you know he is a young guy um this is his first deep run like this uh he's had a lot of you know pressures that come along with with going to the nba finals the the physical fatigue of going through a gauntlet in the western conference um and you know he broke in, his nose he broke his nose you know i i think you know there's a lot of things that go into just having one bad game but That's all it is to me it's like i don't question his ability to perform in in meaningful games he just he had a bad game um they pulled him early he didn't you know he didn't play a ton of minutes and that's what it is we're going to move forward and he's probably going to play well the rest of the way
0: yeah now all right moving on to to the bucks drew holiday and chris middleton i think they need to make sure in game four that their impact is felt i i just i feel like aside from the last two games of the eastern conference finals when realistically their team needed them most without Giannis to advance to the nba finals they haven't really been able to put together a consistent stretch of good play during this postseason
1: yeah this is i mean (laughs) i love Giannis. you know it's well documented on this show that how much i admire him in his game and how much i just i really don't i loved it it's hard to say this because it's not about Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, you know, because they're great basketball players, but they're not it. I, I was skeptical when they signed those guys at the mid, at, at, you know, max contract extension type of numbers, $100 million. Um, because, you know, but I knew I knew what they were doing. They were, you know, they were investing in versatility on defense and just basketball players. Um, but to me, both these guys are number threes they're they're not they're not really number twos you know what i mean on a championship team they cannot they're not Scottie pippen they're not dwayne wade you know kobe and shaq like it's not that's not what it is it's Giannis's on this this tier up here those guys are truly like two number threes i would say and they 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 don't bring enough juice to uh i don't even it's hard i don't want to talk bad about these guys but i just don't think they bring enough juice for Giannis to to be like Giannis has got to do it all you know he's got to make all the plays he's got to dominate on defense and then they might win okay Uh, so so, he's got to throw will chamberlain type performances
0: i I mean yeah uh,
1: and essentially beat twos with threes which is really hard to do i mean drew holiday has had a very lackluster i would think it's fair to say playoff performance yeah i mean chris middleton i
0: think has been able to
1: chris chris middleton can do some things that aren't necessarily what you're going to see in the box score you know he's a he's a lengthy like perimeter guy he can handle the rock and all this but he and he gets good production but is he really like the number you know can you really win championships with the number two like chris middleton outside of Yannis playing like fucking will chamberlain you know like if if Giannis has an average game they need drew holiday and chris middleton to step up it just doesn't seem to happen too often
0: yeah now so with them being down two one and i know both of us are confident in the fact that we think that they'll win game four but with everything you just said about chris middleton and drew holiday and you not believing that they can be enough help for Giannis. Has that switched anything for you? No, to... that's
1: the thing. That's why it's kind of hard to say. Like, I do think that in this particular matchup, they're the better team. Like, you know, one through eight, I think that they've got a better team and and they've got the best player. You know, Giannis carries that. Yeah, team, I mean, Giannis is
0: by far and away the best player in the series.
1: And so, you know, they have a good team built around them. And, and, and I, you know, I always gave the credit to like, they invested in versatility on defense, which is good um they've they've got solid guys at you know mid-range shooting free throws um but they don't have any sort of like perimeter go get a bucket guy outside of drew holiday and chris middleton so like if you are going to be that guy we need those performances they're not going to win the title unless those two guys you know play well like if if these two guys throw up average games these next two three games they're going to lose the series they absolutely need Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday to be productive on offense, and and, and you know, do what they do on the defensive end because they're great on defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think in the in the first two games of the series, Drew Holiday was able to force ten turnovers on Chris Paul.
1: Yeah, that's I mean, and it's just you know you need the one the one twenty to one hundred type of split. Like you need to be able to score one hundred and twenty. And you need to be able to hold people around 100 points. Well, every single one of
0: these, every single one of these games has been double digit wins for either team.
1: Yeah, no, yep, and the home teams are going to continue to play well, and you know, I just, uh, I think, certain, you know, there's a lot of teams in the West. I don't know if I would favor the Bucks. You know well i mean the suns just happen to be a i good... mean if
0: you want to go down this road tyler that, i mean
1: that well that's that's why i'm saying you know like obviously chris middleton and drew holiday i can't knock them too hard because they're right there you know they're three wins away from winning a championship
0: uh, yeah i mean they're cl- they're um, the only team closer than them is but, the Suns. but
1: but Giannis is playing like will chamberlain let's be real it's it's crazy uh, i mean he is unstoppable in the paint um and i just and i can't believe how
0: it's just like there we talked about it last episode there were so many questions about his health and i mean we thought we lost him for all of next
1: season two it could have went that way you know those 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 knee extensions are scary um
0: he's just been phenomenal but i mean i said earlier like if you want to go down the road of if you wouldn't you probably wouldn't favor milwaukee against a couple other west teams if they were playing against well, them it's like
1: i wouldn't have favored him against brooklyn well you know what i'm saying so it's like they it, it but that's that's the way it goes uh um, they're healthy they're ready to rock it's funny um, i
0: i but i almost typed some of this stuff in my notes because i wanted to to almost talk about it and then i was like no i don't want to talk about it because i want to give credit to to phoenix and milwaukee for for being yeah. the two teams that are there well, but it's just like as I'm watching these finals, Tyler, I just I can't help but think of it's just like there's supposed to be some other teams in this in this match. Yeah, the, <laughs> the,
1: it 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 you know like one of them would be one thing, you know like one or one or the other, right? You know, versus if it was you know the Lakers and the Bucks, that wouldn't be weird at all. Or if it
0: was Phoenix and Brooklyn,
1: yeah, if, if exactly. So um, it is just kind of like you know the healthiest teams, the healthy you know the healthiest teams of of the good ones made it. And that's been the theme
0: that we've had talks about on the show since really COVID has been Which a factor is, yeah. in the NBA. And realistically, that's been a theme in sports in general. Is the healthiest team wins the yeah. or the, the healthiest team wins in the end? But with the COVID aspect, we we talked about teams being able to to stay virus free, and and all of that aspects. That was still an aspect of, of this season. So it. Yep it was always going to be at the end of the at the end of the day the healthiest team winning the championship yep but i mean it's just i keep watching these games and i'm like
1: which is why it's like you know it's hard to it's hard for me to talk about middleton and drew holiday and you know how i feel about their production and their role with the team because they're not going to door a championship but i really just neither one of them seem like a a number two guy on a real on a championship perennial you know contender one of some of these great teams well let's talk about it
0: in terms of finals mvp conversations it's like if the bucks go on and end up winning the finals if play stays consistent to what it's been Giannis is clearly the finals mvp for the bucks yeah with the suns There could be some conversations of is it Devin Booker, is it Chris Paul, maybe even DeAndre Ayton for for the postseason that he's had and and he having 22 and 19 in the first game of his NBA Finals like debut and all of that. It's like if he consistently has strong play with the for the remainder of the NBA Finals. He could put himself in that conversation. Titan's
1: so. playing better than Drew Holiday and Middleton. Oh, I mean, easily, especially on offense. Like you know, on defense, that's that's another that's another topic. But on offense, um, which you need with Giannis because of his you know his limited ability to score on the perimeter, they can pack the paint. You need some scoring on the perimeter. But Giannis was talking
0: about that Giannis but wall it's defense. Like, you know,
1: it's Giannis. Giannis is the best player, and the, the Suns have clearly the second and third best player in the series yeah oh you yeah know, uh, you know chris paul and booker are both better than than middleton and and uh drew and, I, they, have, and for, they have you know all and, post they, and they don't need to do much you know I, I would really just like to see both those guys around the 20 point mark which <laughs> sounds crazy but it, in today's basketball you know three guys getting close to 20 is kind of just what you need for a championship you
0: know what's funny is i i went back and i looked at the the stats game by game for Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, and I think us if I remember correctly I, I should have wrote it down but aside from the last two games of the Eastern Conference Finals they've only scored 20 or more points in the same game like twice
1: yeah right? and and you know if one of them's having a good game you know at 25 plus points that's that's fine you know like you, but as long as the other one's contributing in other ways but, but these guys got to be you know they've got to look to to score on the perimeter more you can't you know it's going to be really tough to win the championship just pounding away with Giannis and the paint
0: yeah now can we talk about cam johnson's dunk for, for yeah, a yeah i
1: mean just uh, what a funny you know <laughs> like sitting in a room full of fans everyone's reacting differently you know it's just like just give the wide eyes like what the fuck just happened well
0: i mean you saw pj tucker's reaction after it was called a block and i mean realistically i i mean i tweeted it out just the picture of him with the wide eyes and i was just like that was everybody's face when cam johnson took off
1: yeah what a dunk i mean just that's gonna be a um a highlight forever oh wh-
0: i mean he did it in the nba finals yeah it's i it's his rookie year am i or it's is he his second, second year yeah yep. okay he's second year now yeah i don't know why i thought it was his uh rookie year either way finals debut and i mean getting a dunk like that 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 will always live on in and, on, so, and on
1: somebody you know oh You're, and
0: it wasn't just and, on and, somebody. and no. now he murdered and the, PJ and the refs and, Tyler. and
1: the refs took the time to go back to make sure it was in fact a poster you know what i mean like <laughs> with the replay it's like pj tucker not only got poster posterized then they had to have the refs go and watch it and and verify well because pj was
0: adamant that it was a charge but it it, it, was you were
1: posterized sir (laughs) it was a quite quite
0: the moment cam
1: johnson has been a a bright spot um you know and if he can just play play solid next year he's looking like a much more valuable contract extension no listen
0: i mean the suns wouldn't be where they are in the playoffs without cam johnson's play yeah he's he's
1: he's got a he's got a pretty jumper um you know i want i i'm a big fan of north carolina basketball so I, I i watched him um i watched him play the year before he was drafted he was a transfer so
0: everyone was surprised that he was drafted i was as high as he was i was
1: and 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 i honestly yeah i mean everybody i i including me was surprised how high he went but phoenix took the guy they believed in and it worked out for him
0: yeah so all right you're sticking with bucks and seven
1: yep i like bucks i i just uh you know i'm going with, going with Giannis. all right i think that this is uh this is his time
0: all right well i'm sticking with the home team continues to win every single game of this series i'm, I'm sticking with sons in seven so uh we will we will just have to wait and see game four is uh either uh if you listen to this later on tonight if once we put this out it would be tomorrow if you're listening to this Wednesday morning. Game four is tonight, and if you're listening to this at any time past Wednesday, then I'm sorry. Then this yeah. content just isn't evergreen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. I
0: mean, yep. hey,
1: no, you I, can
0: see if we were ro- we were right or wrong with what we thought happened. Yep, and we appreciate you listening. I, lo-
1: I like the Bucks getting getting another solid solid dub in Game four.
0: I I agree with that. I think the Bucks yeah. take care of business at home in game four and tie the series up at two games apiece. Um, But all right, that that's it for the NBA finals. Uh, just some other housekeeping notes from around the NBA real quick before uh, we move on to some other stuff. The Orlando magic have hired a new head coach and that head coach is Jamal Mosley. Jamal Mosley has been an assistant coach in Denver, Cleveland, and most recently under Rick Carlisle in Dallas since 2014, where he had a very good relationship with Luka Doncic over the past few years. He is inheriting a magic team that traded away Nikola Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, and Evan Fournier this past season. So it's a complete rebuilding project for him with Cole Anthony, Mo Bamba, Wendell Carter Jr., and then guys like Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac returning from season-ending injuries. The magic they could potentially have 30 million dollars in cap space this offseason so we'll see what sort of additions they make in free agency in the upcoming weeks but in my opinion i think this is the perfect opportunity for a first-time head coach with this kind of young core and just i mean hopefully he gets the chance to grow with this young core and be around for a couple couple of years and lay a lay a foundation and, and create some sort of culture that orlando's really been missing i think since the dwight stan van gundy days
1: yeah he's got a hit uh he's got a hit in the draft these next two years you know it's important because i know jonathan isaac is kind of their their prized possession right now uh but he he hasn't shown his ability to stay on the court and i don't know if you know you can build your franchise around him if he's like that kind of guy
0: same goes for markel fultz really well
1: and so the, i was going to say those other guys are just good basketball players i mean markel fultz is a good basketball player cole anthony is going to be a good basketball player you yeah know, he's probably going to be a, you know flirting with the starting point guard caliber type of play um he's a good basketball player but that's what he is you know Mo Bamba uh, I hope that he shines and hopefully it, he can it, get to the
0: level that they they, be, they think jo- Jonathan Isaac's at
1: yeah I think Mo Bamba has the most he's the most intriguing piece they have because he hasn't really gotten to shine yet being behind Vucevic and, and dealing with some injuries but Mo, Mamba, Mo Bamba's upside was is tremendous so if he gets some time on the court you could see, he, and he's still young. I mean, fuck, he's still like 22 23 years old. Yeah. So he he's still got a lot of potential left. um But they so, long story short, they need to find a guy, a number one. A, you know, they need to find their franchise player in these next two drafts, especially this draft. I mean, having two lottery picks, they've got it. They've got a hit. You know, because they don't have like the centerpiece. They've got all the supporting pieces. Yeah. So I mean, hey, and, and I would look to see them trade isaac as well you know they, they could also just dump isaac i
0: could see them trade any one of these guys
1: yeah and i guess that's even more <laughs> so the point fultz fultz cole anthony mo Bamba. you know if they're able to trade those those kind of guys and picks or what or what have you you know or they might just try to roll roll with those guys
0: yeah now all right tyler i asked you before we started recording if you had seen the Kawhi leonard news and you said you had not. Nope. Have you seen it since we've
1: No. Okay.
0: Just had to make sure. I stayed away. Okay. Now I saw it specifically from Shams. I don't know. I mean, obviously this insider game, it works in very mysterious ways that I don't even want to get into, but I saw it for f- first from Shams. I don't know if Woge also reported it or not. Um, but Kawhi Leonard Tyler had surgery to repair a partially torn ACL and the expected recovery is about 9 to 12 months.
1: Yeah. That's tough. Um yeah, I mean if if it's really a torn ACL and and you know, he's definitely going to miss this next season which is uh well and then well, he'd be a free agent. Well, right?
0: I th- I think he's going to opt in yeah to this uh this player option and then after this that season, yeah, yeah like, he'd be I, a free agent. You know, if
1: he sits if he sits the 2022 season then he's coming off an injury as a free agent um could be interesting
0: yeah i mean listen with how cautious we know Kawhi leonard to be um i saw a few sports doctors that that have some notoriety on twitter that that i follow they they were talking about how a a partially torn acl surgery is essentially the same as a full acl surgery and they yeah. they just reconstruct it all so it's essentially the same recovery time and i mean with with what we've seen from players recently with especially like a guy like clay thompson for for example perfectly i i don't see why Ka-Lenor, Kawhi leonard doesn't sit out next all of next yeah i'm year. sure i'm
1: sure he does which is just another why his career has been so so weird you know it's gonna be weird to there's gonna be a ton of people underestimating him coming you know coming back from injury there's gonna be a bunch of guys that are probably gonna be overestimating him um he's a he is just such an enigma and this is gonna be a weird (laughs) it's gonna be weird to see him come back after this long you know
0: yeah and i mean listen it it now begs the question of is the clippers window closed i mean we saw what they did with Paul George without Kawhi Leonard yeah. in the playoffs, but I mean, I think knowing that Kawhi Leonard is going to be out for a prolonged period of time yeah. completely changes this. They're not. A team. They're
1: not a threat. They're not a threat to, to win it. They're not a threat to go to the finals without Kawhi. You know, Paul George I is mean, a great player and tyler You don't have to convince coach. me of that. They're they're you know with Kawhi, Kawhi and Paul George, you know that that's you know that's two that can do it. They they're they're a threat. The, those two but you know you need you need both of them and unfortunately i think it, if Kawhi sitting out next year bro, <laughs> yeah it's looking bad it's looking bleak for the clippers it's looking real bleak because i think it's almost certain he leaves now you know coming off the year uh, i it'd be weird to see him extend with the clippers coming off of the uh, injury here
0: it'd be i mean i'm i'm very interested to see To see what his relationship with the Clippers medical staff is like. There's no telling what
1: the fuck that guy's doing, though. Nobody has any clue. Fuck, I mean, he's one of the hardest guys to kind of put your finger on. We could see him do a lot of different things. You know what I mean? We could see a lot of different. He's going to be coming off that injury in free agency. He's going to be a story i mean he's because he's he a gets, story no matter he could what go through all 29 teams and be like throw a like Kawhi leonard on there holy shit you know every team every superstar out there in the nba is going to have a chance to to kind of try to pull Kawhi.
0: i mean it's going to be a repeat of two years ago when he was a free agent coming out of toronto
1: yeah yep but but he's coming off injury not a championship very true you know very it's true like, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see what team pulls that pulls that trigger i mean as much as i as much as i think golden he would State, dallas well golden
0: state's interesting because he can New still York, live in san diego
1: there's a lot of there's a lot of things that could happen with quiet leonard you know he can he can he can you know he can really uh kind of change the power rankings as you say even coming off of an injury
0: well he did the first time he left so it'll be
1: yeah exactly so that's gonna be a that's gonna be uh an interesting story going into you know a year from now uh sad news to hear though just yeah you hate seeing superstars or any you hate seeing anybody get injured but you hate to see a superstar get hurt in their prime
0: no i mean it's
1: because he's right there now you know he's at that 30 year old window where this is his physical prime
0: yeah and i mean it's it's always tough to see superstars and players of Kawhi leonard's caliber go down with with this type of injury and have to go through this type of recovery process and and all of that because at the end of the day the game just isn't the same without them
1: yeah it's it's um it's always odd to to look back and see like the you know the random superstars that are missing certain years you know it's i mean we've we haven't seen clay
0: thompson play basketball that's in two what I years, mean, and
1: and then kevin durant right before that you know yeah it's and, and you know we had spurts where we didn't see kobe for a calendar year you know
0: don't get me started on the post achilles years tyler
1: it was tough it's <laughs> it, it's, it's not, it's not <laughs> you're telling me bro yeah it's not uh yeah injuries man it's it's it sucks
0: i just wish we could turn them off like 2k
1: yeah god it really is like genie in a bottle i get three wishes shit i might bless just the world with no injuries like i don't want humans getting injured at all hey i want to see everybody get their shot you know i'd
0: be grateful for that
1: i'd be happy i'd be happy to do it
0: i I hate watching injuries we need to go hunt for this for this uh genie bottle
1: i think that i think that's a really good use of our time (laughs) i think you're i think you're onto something there we should try to find that
0: if we don't have an episode
1: let's start start in the caribbean
0: (laughs) hey fine with me yeah wouldn't
1: be too bad
0: if we don't have an episode next week folks just know we went looking for that uh magic genie uh, we're trying to
1: figure this shit out
0: (laughs) but all right you you got anything else from the world of basketball you wanted to talk about i know uh, team usa finally won uh, an exhibition game and people have been all upset that they're losing exhibition games but I, i don't really think it's a big deal it's not it's not thank you no,
1: okay it's not it, it's it's a it's just we're bored okay all right cool yeah uh
0: you know they're they're listen when the lights are bright and there's an actual olympic gold medal on the line i have i have faith in team usa men's basketball
1: i mean i i this may be you know wrong to say but you could take the ucla kids and kevin durant to the olympics and they're going to win gold Like <laughs> kevin durant himself i think can put it on his back so this doesn't mean
0: anything don't tell nigeria and australia that
1: now, hey they came out but you know you, you know like of all of of all basketball teams of all time usa basketball has by far got the biggest target on their back
0: no but here, here's the thing exhibition games for team usa mean nothing mean nothing Exhibition games for the team playing against Team USA yeah, mean be, everything. Yeah,
1: to be to beat the USA team is a big deal. You know, that's a big accomplishment. You'll talk about that forever.
0: Yeah. So
1: and right. rightfully so, you know. I mean, yeah, like the men's team shouldn't come out playing like shit. You know, no, take I mean, a little take it a little more seriously.
0: We all saw the videos uh in the last dance of the the opponents of the dream team asking for autographs or shaking hands like mid game or or like yeah. right after they lost like that's that's like a big deal for those guys to be on the court like the same court as as team usa
1: yeah i look i mean look yeah when the olympics come it's it's over
0: yeah i agree although
1: uh, i I i do think that kevin durant had never lost a game in the usa jersey until now
0: exhibition games don't count tyler
1: no but i mean he, you know like of all, no, of, his, you. of all of his games olympics exhibition all the qualifying stuff, world cups all the anytime he's put a usa jersey on he he was undefeated
0: did he play for any of the like u19 or U i'm sure U17 teams? i'm sure he
1: did but they weren't counting that oh, okay okay they were the men's team i feel you i feel yeah. you
0: but all right it uh like we talked about at the the beginning of the show it's mlb all-star week So uh, I had to have an excuse to play the baseball music. So uh, I'll just hit it real
1: quick. Here we go. Clayton Kershaw pitches a no-hitter, a career-high 15 strikeouts. He's a new all-time hip king in Major League history. Number two, five, eight, my, oh, my! Line to left field, moment after moment. Memory after memory. The Dodgers have done it again. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. Muncy hits this ball to deep right field. Forget about it. Muncy with a splash hit. Barrett Tech and A-Rod going at it. Swing and a drive. Absolute madness. It's going to take forever to get this thing straightened out. That's a straight play. Have won it all in 2020.
0: So last night was the home run derby, and I tweeted out before. Well, not before. I don't think it was before. It was was probably in the middle of the first round. I was saying how the home run derby is what everybody wants the slam dunk contest to be.
1: Yeah i mean yeah it's tough That's
0: tough because i mean listen the slam dunk contest has one's a feat of skill one, one's a
1: feat of skill one is a feat of like athleticism and coordination you know so it's like well, which a, one is which because i think there's bo- a there's a cap on dunks you know what i mean like homers you could hit a homer every pitch not that it's less impressive i'm not saying it's not not impressive it's fun it's more dramatic there's points you yeah. know what i'm saying like yeah. it's it's i think that that's a feat of skill you know like it it's like the three-point contest has a lot of drama yeah, the, to, yeah. like the three-point contest gets more drama than the, the there's more of a buildup, but to just like watch a guy run up on a hoop and dunk like you've really got to be bringing the juice to like
0: i mean i hate to take a shot at at pitchers who rake but it's it's like we've seen guys like bartolo Colon hit a home run but bartolo Colon can't dunk yeah, basketball and, like and I somebody meant, in a yeah, dunk contest yeah and i contest. meant
1: like physical athleticism as far as just like running and jumping no, you know what i, I mean I, like i, I, I know but, that there's some athleticism involved and definitely coordination involved uh more so
0: no but i, I know what you're saying i know what you're saying it's it's just it's, funny
1: it's uh uh um, i
0: just think with the excitement that the home it's Run way Derby- better
1: it's way better i mean uh, it, it's a much better event um like if you're at the park though you know like dunk contests are cool but like on tv it's just hard to capture it's you know there's a handful of dunk contests in my life where i like remember
0: yeah and it's like but
1: but it's like every single home run derby is fun to watch not necessarily like memorable for me because i'm not a i'm not a baseball guy like that but i know i like watching the home run derby i mean it's just like well
0: and then you throw in the aspect of it being in colorado and i remember i talked about it when it was announced that the All Star game was moving from Atlanta to Colorado and how I was excited that the home run derby was gonna be in Colorado because that's what me and my friends would yeah. always do on MLB the show is we would play the home run derby at Colorado to see how many home runs we could hit. Yeah, it because was, of the thin air.
1: It's incredible.
0: Yeah, and I mean listen, that first round was quite a show. And I I don't mean to make the, the show Hey Otani pun with, with with it being a show, but hmm. I mean the round that he and Juan Soto had in the first round where they each hit 22 in like regulation. Then they both hit six in a swing off. And then it goes to a second sudden death, like three swing swing off for the second overtime. Juan Soto ends up hitting three home runs and Otani hits a line drive on the first, swing that he had and so that ends it for shohei otani and he doesn't even make it out of the first round when all the hype beforehand was everyone wanting to see shohei otani in the home run derby um it was uh it was quite interesting to watch um tyler i know you were impressed by uh pete alonso
1: yeah i i mean uh, well yeah what's not to be impressive it, about
0: well he was the defending champ coming into the to the competition he
1: was dope too like i he was uh i liked i liked him on the mic too yeah and, you know uh, uh his story he said he you know he's a mountain man as far as like his personal time so you know the thin air is nothing yeah um and then to say you know i i really like the idea of him being in the moment like what he said just as a kid the home run derby is like what you dream about just like a three-point contest or a, or a dunk contest for for a basketball player um that's one of those things that it's like it, it's cool you know like outside of the championship that's like one of the top you know type of things uh so he and he just crushed it i mean fuck he was trying to hit that scoreboard like the whole time i think everybody um, was <laughs> and also what was funny was i was like man his 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 pitch the the guy throwing him the pitches was by far the best i was like mesmerized it was like holy shit this thing was like a machine i mean he he was just same routine same same spot like yeah, just automatically like just just a pitching machine like it was it was it, it was the same so impressive and repeat. then they said that the last time that that guy had actually pitched in the home run derby before and he pitched for no more garciaparra in like 99 when he wanted i think oh wow yeah and that's the last time he had done it so um i was a big fan of that guy uh and then as far as like show i you know i just don't know if that was like he i think he had a lot of fun but it wasn't anything that's like he that's not his like thing well you know? and it's also it's like he's, he's the like, number
0: he, one seed that he's got a lot of pressure on him that obviously beforehand all day the talk of the the baseball and sports world was Stephen a's comments about him well and
1: i thought you were gonna you know i i also think that you know a big big conversation about him was that he doesn't take batting practice well it's he doesn't
0: he's got to protect his arm
1: yeah he just doesn't he doesn't just like take cuts you know what i mean I don't know if I'm using that term correctly. That's 100% correct. <laughs> that's 100% correct of no, the term. Great I, job, Tyler. He doesn't just sit there and do that. You know, that's not in his, you know. Well, he hit it one may like, not, it, may, it may not be something that, you know, his coaches think that is necessary for him to do. Well, he he was taking some swings before the actual yeah, competition and started,
0: so, and he hit one like 5'10". He, yeah,
1: he's a beast. And he, and he performed well, you know. It's just like Soto performed well as, you know right it's like he hit 28 home runs in the first round that usually gets you to yeah, the next yeah round. <laughs> yep yep so i don't think it was any big deal that he didn't get out of the first round it just happened to run into juan soto yeah now the final and griff griff dog was there yes so griffey was there that was cool um and then all of them wearing hank aaron's number was was pretty cool
0: yes uh everybody wearing 44 uh to honor the late great hank aaron did he uh,
1: pass in, since the last? one is that what it is well i
0: believe i believe it was he passed during the pandemic yeah but they didn't have the they, all-star yeah, game that's, last yeah. year
1: yep i think you're right right it's like he's this is the first time they've had one since, right since he's passed
0: and it was th- this game was supposed to be in atlanta yep. so i think yeah, the, they the had festivities had yeah. already been prepared
1: yeah. um did they brought in the uh they brought in the 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 52 mickey mantle rookie card to the stadium as like an exhibit and uh the 52 tops uh mickey mantle rookie card is like the the holy grail of all cards 52 tops was the first baseball like what would we considered like the first modern baseball card set ever Mm -hmm. um like before that it was like cracker jacks and shit like that right 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 Um, and this is like the i I don't know if it's the only one but it's one of very few 10 gem, you know it's like a couple million dollars wow and it rolled up in a motorcade looking like a (laughs) u.s senator just looking like his complete celebrity. It had like a five car, uh, had a five car motorcade and an armored truck. Baseball, for, one baseball card for
0: a little piece of cardboard. The piece of cardboard, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you of, ain't lying.
1: Of all the little pieces of cardboard in the world, it's, this is the one you want.
0: Yeah, but so the finals for the home run derby, it was between Pete alonzo the defending champ. And Orioles uh I don't know why I just lost my train of thought. Orioles Trey Mancini. Uh he Trey Mancini lost to Pete Alonzo, obviously. Trey Mancini had twenty two home runs. Pete Alonzo ended up with twenty three. Pete Alonzo needed six in a row to to walk it off to defend his championship. And total on the night, Pete Alonzo hit seventy four home runs
1: crank crank it man that's that's wild i mean that's just like physically exhausting too oh my goodness yeah i mean you're swinging for the fences well think
0: about it i mean shohei otani has 33 home runs in the first half of the season juan soto hits 31 in the first round and pete Alonso hits 35 in the first round
1: no these guys are i mean these guys are fucking studs i mean (laughs) this is what they do it's it's uh and what what was it ronald acuna that just went down and he was the one that yeah yeah he uh
0: he uh i think he broke his leg or tore tore a ligament i think
1: it was a torn acl
0: yeah something with his leg Uh, and i know he had to be carted off the field so yeah i mean
1: home run derby man great event great event
0: now because it was in colorado every everyone was wondering if anybody was going to hit the ball over 500 feet there were a few balls that did go over 500 feet Shohei Otani's longest was 513 he also hit one 505 and another one 503 but the longest of the night belonged to Juan Soto he hit one 520 feet Trevor Story the Colorado Colorado Rockies hometown representative uh, he hit one five, 518 feet and then champion Pete Alonzo hit one 414 Feet and another 509 feet
1: my goodness (laughs) Uh, i mean call it it, it's legitimate video game numbers yeah no i mean that's it's cool to have hold that event that stadium is is i mean this is what they were hoping for
0: yeah now the all-star game was tonight and the al team did win and they won by a score of five to two i'm trying to find out who was the mvp it's
1: pretty incredible to see shaw be the starting picture pitcher of the all-star game uh also bat lead off and lead the league in home runs
0: yeah no i mean they they had to bend the rules for Shohei to to be able yeah. to do that so that that was pretty cool i'm i don't know why it's he's essentially so playing
1: d D-H, dh right right because there yeah, yeah there was a yeah.
0: dh for the all-star game yeah. um, but because normally once he gets taken out as the pitcher he can't bat but they just threw him in the dh slot so he could bat um sorry i'm still trying to to find this
1: stupid for them to try to and keep him out
0: yeah i mean listen it's the game doesn't mean anything anymore it's not like the world series uh home field advantage is on the line anymore uh so why not all right your all-star game mvp none other than vladimir guerrero jr
1: <laughs> one of the his dad's one of the goats one, one of the guys that when i did watch baseball as a young kid he was he was a superstar it's cool to see his kid just be right there with him
0: yeah and i mean listen vladimir guerrero jr is one of the the young up-and-coming talents in major league baseball so it's it's looking good for for not only him as a player but the the league itself I think because there is a lot of young talent sprinkled throughout the league, and and hopefully baseball can figure out a way to to market them better.
1: Yeah, Uh, I mean Vlad Vlad is is the man. I mean right now he's got to be top five, just kind of ascending superstars, young superstars in that sport, and they've got a they've got a good chunk of them. You know, yeah, uh, Acuna Jr. is unfortunate. He was one of those guys but then you throw you know you throw in the the show highs of the world and the uh Tatis and and you know Bellinger and yeah there's, Corey a lot, Seager. there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of young uh you know rising superstars right now yeah
0: so all right um i'll do my shout out first uh since it's still in the baseball and all-star realm um i just wanted to to shout out obviously all of the uh dodgers all-stars this year The entire Dodgers coaching staff was the coaching staff for the NL team. So shout out to Dave Roberts and all of the coaches. Uh, One thing that I think is pretty cool that Major League Baseball has done is they let the manager of each uh, all-star team pick a legend from their team to join them in the dugout for the game and be a part of the coaching staff and be a part of the team. And Dave Roberts chose uh, Dodgers legend Reggie Smith Uh, who was an all-star for the dodgers in 1977 and 1978 he finished fourth in mvp voting both of those years and was a part of the 1981 world series team and interestingly enough reggie smith he ran a camp and clinic out of the little league that i played at so i've gotten to learn from reggie personally at camps and clinics and uh, i got i got a couple of private lessons from him growing up so it's, it's uh it's, it's pretty cool to those, see him get that rec- recognition
1: yeah it's cool those local uh like sports guys that hold those camps and stuff like yeah matt hasselbeck is a guy for me that's that's like that you yeah know, like not necessarily a huge superstar you know yeah. in the realm of everything but like personal connection with no i mean i
0: got i got a a reggie smith bobblehead at home wearing an encino little league jersey uh that was given out to uh all of the the kids that were at the camp one summer uh so it's uh it was it was uh like i said pretty cool to see dave roberts give give reggie smith that that type of recognition at the all-star game and then obviously congrats to all of the dodgers all-star players mookie betts max muncie chris taylor justin turner and walk walker bueller uh mookie max and chris were named as reserves uh and justin and walker were named as replacements for guys that decided to skip the all-star game one of those guys was mookie Betts, who opted to not play in the game so he could take time to recover and get ready for the second half of the season and then max muncie ended up starting the game uh and batting second because dave roberts ended up sliding him into the dh role so uh we were able to to sneak Uh, Max Muncy into the starting lineup so uh, I thought that was pretty cool Uh, but overall for the first half of the season the Dodgers they are 56 and 35 which is good for second best in all of Major League Baseball behind the 57 and 32 San Francisco Giants Uh, in my opinion I think that's pretty remarkable given the fact that Dustin May was lost for the season Corey Seager Cody Bellinger Max Muncy, Corey Kniebel, Tony Gonsolin, Zach McKinstry, Joe Kelly, AJ Pollock, and David Price have all spent time on the injured list. So the Dodgers, they're 21 games over 500 at the All-Star break. Uh, Hopefully they can uh, catch some fire and and really uh, pull away from from the Giants and and leapfrog them in in the division standings and and win a ninth straight division, division championship this year. So All right that's that's my shout out for the dodgers tyler you got any shout outs yeah
1: um well just shouting out the the ufc really quick the um the fights that just happened was you know mcgregor just broke his leg broke his ankle no no it was his tibia fibia it was yeah it it was was disgusting um broke his leg unbelievable Um, i don't yeah you know a really tough way for a, a trilogy fight to go down because you don't really feel like anything was settled really
0: yeah and they both want a fourth fight i know that
1: yep and then uh you know Ty to got the got the boot you know chugged the beer out of the shoe like i said oh yeah um he got the dub sean o'malley got the dub
0: um oh sugar Sh- sugar sean o'malley got the
1: dub he just beat up his opponent it was one of the most prolific fights i've ever seen um had to have set some sort of records, but. Two hundred and thirty significant strikes landed. Wow. Um, this kid that he was fighting was like a zombie. I mean, he would not go down. He continued to move forward, which was amazing. Just getting punched. I mean, the dude just sat there for three rounds. He got punched in the face. They called the fight at like the very you know, in the last thirty seconds they just called it. They were both still on their feet. It was a weird (laughs) it was a weird it was a weird call, but um, I mean dude wasn't dude wasn't doing anything. Um and then uh uh shout out you know the future fights coming up
0: oh wait what happened to greg hardy
1: greg hardy got slept by ty tuyvasa the one oh, that okay, chucked okay. the beer out of the shoe okay all right which was i mean greg hardy you know he's going in there with with professionals you know this is a dude that's an athlete uh he's a football player played basketball you know he's doing mixed martial arts he, but there's a difference between just being a big athlete and fighting a big fighter you know and and t- <laughs> Ty shows what's up bam bam showed us what's up i mean he (laughs) knocked he slept him first round so um that was uh that was an insane knockout and then shout out for ufc 266 the big news september this year nick diaz is making his his return after you know five plus years of not fighting
0: long awaited return
1: this is going to be a big this is going to be a big deal uh signed signed a Uh, a deal to fight robbie lawler who's a who's a killer
0: oh so that okay all right i did hear about this fight um
1: yeah it's been in the works now it's been confirmed uh nick diaz and and they're doing a five rounder so
0: isn't this like a rematch like 17 years later
1: 2000 they fought in 2004 at ufc 47 (laughs) so ufc 47 now ufc 266 that is quite the gap and uh uh robbie is a is a brawler i mean robbie Is he,
0: isn't he coming out of retirement for this
1: yeah maybe i mean i think that's like it's very recent he's fought recently oh you know? okay so who am uh, i thinking
0: of that retired then that's like kind of around like robbie lawler's age
1: it might i mean robbie might have announced a retirement and then nick diaz's fight was just too um too intriguing it but i want to circle back to the five round it's a five rounder so again the diaz brothers kind of setting the setting the benchmark for for non-championship fights. I mean, they're the only ones that have ever gotten a five-round fight uh without being like the belt or the main event. Damn. So, um for them to for 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 Nick and Robbie to sign up for a five-round fight, that's that's super dope.
0: Well, and for Nick to get a five-round fight that isn't a main event like this after a five and a half year yeah, absence. And,
1: and I should and I shouldn't say that it may be five-rounder because it may be the headline. Um i mean i would think
0: it's probably the main event it may
1: be the main event but that um so you know it may be wrong they may be just giving him five rounds because of that but um even so just for nick to come out of like a six-year hiatus or whatever since he's fought to fight a robbie lawler and b five-round fight i mean fight fans everywhere are going to be so stoked for this
0: yeah i mean listen i there's realistically
1: it's the next big fight i mean the next it's the next big fight the next card um with uh Derek lewis and the interim belt for the heavyweight is kind of a fight that people are upset about so.
0: well and, and think about it like this it's like i'm probably one of the mo- most casual ufc fans out there and it's like i really am only gonna watch it a fight if it's like mcgregor or the diaz brothers yeah or
1: that's what they bring you know that's they, probably realistically are, it well those are the guys that move the needle um they're, they're the they are the ones you know yeah they're the money makers but all right
0: one more shout out for you
1: space jam 2 baby coming out this weekend uh super stoked for that space jam 1 was obviously just like an iconic movie uh for me it was it it came out at kind of the the height of of my basketball fandom as like a little kid when you're just obsessed um and it's still kind of new um so super stoked for 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 lebron the king uh, to come out with space jam 2 have
0: you yeah. gone back and rewatched the original one yet
1: uh not anytime recently but i mean i watched that movie probably close to once a year regardless okay all right yeah because yeah. i think i'm gonna go it's back
0: a... uh before i watch the second one i'm gonna go back and watch the original just yeah. for nostalgia's yeah. sake
1: i think the last time i watched it was probably like six months ago like right after new year's
0: oh okay so that that's still a lot more recently than yeah. the last time yeah. i've seen space yeah. jam yeah
1: i watch a lot of movies
0: it, well, no, that is a fact. <laughs> you, I mean, you should see this guy's computer. He's got an Excel sheet of all the movies he owns.
1: Yeah, yeah, collect them. Yeah, I, fuck, I think I'm like at 500 DVDs or something like that.
0: <sighs> yeah, that's ins. You're at 500 now.
1: Space Jam's one of them. Well, they're fucking cheap now. You know. Yeah,
0: you get you spend technology. More
1: than, yeah, you spend more than five bucks on one. You're 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 getting ripped off.
0: <laughs> hey, duly noted.
1: Yeah. No, don't don't spend yeah, don't spend money on DVDs, people. <laughs> All right, you got you got anything else before we get out of here? No, man, I'm stuck to watch LeBron uh I'm, I'm stuck to watch LeBron uh pass the ball for the win in this movie. It's going to be great. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, we got NBA Finals Game 4 tomorrow, uh second half of Major League baseball, we got football less than 60 days away. Um and then we got the olympics coming up in i believe less than a week so we got a lot of stuff to, to talk about coming up here in the These next olympics uh, are going to be a mess
1: they're going to be a mess don't get me started on the olympics tyler it's, it's if they pull this off it would be pretty impressive yes
0: so all right with that that wraps up episode 203 of the sports kingdom show for tyler Pacholke. I am Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you decide to listen to the Sports Kingdom show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. Don't forget to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Picholke. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK Show. Peace.